Hey, uh, hey, uh, hey, uh, welcome to the show. Uh, I'm uh, Ernesto Mancipo. Oh, 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 I'm Pablo Morale Martinez. Yes, 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 yes. And together we are uh, uh, robots uh, uh, versus, versus uh, taxes, taxes. <laughs> <laughs> on, on Radio Free Brooklyn. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Must go faster. Must go faster. <laughs> we will. We'll, we'll never completely abandon our um, gold blooming on this yeah, show. No. It's just too Despite much. Despite the fact that, like you know, he's problematic. Yeah. yeah, but it's it's just too much fun to do. He's like, <laughs> I wonder if he's just like that all the time. Like, if you ran into him at like the Yodega, it, it would, I... would you, you know? <laughs> would he just be like, "Hey, what's up?" You know? Yeah. No. Be, uh, well, I I actually. I think that's that's just him as a person. <laughs> um, but also, I, I've had, uh, did I tell you I actually saw him in the flesh once? Really? And he had dyed his hair blonde. Really? Yeah. I could see him doing that. Yeah, yeah. It actually doesn't even seem extreme for no, him. No, it doesn't seem extreme for him. <laughs> he looked like that Japanese director, Takashi Miike. I don't know if you've seen what he looks like no, in real I've life. No, I've never seen what he looks like never in real life. I've never seen him in the flesh. I, I imagine <laughs> I imagine he's probably the most unassuming looking person. Meanwhile, you know, there's nothing but uh the same mechanish the same machinations that happen in a serial killer's mind, except he has the outlet of film. Yes. Which keeps us all safe. Yes. <laughs> Takashi Miike, known for such classics as uh, you know, um, uh, the happiness of the Katakuris and Ichi the Killer. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, if Troy McClure was real and Japanese, he would be in Takashi Miike films. Yeah, he would yeah. be in Takashi Miike films. <laughs> um, yes, yeah. Yes. So let's let's kick this off, listeners. Welcome. Yes, welcome to the show. Merry impeachment to you. Yes, <laughs> it's finally happened. <laughs> <laughs> This is a <laughs> somber time. <laughs> it's a dark moment for our country. <laughs> oh my! <laughs> what will his sons think? <laughs> Let us all bow our heads <laughs> in shame. Oh, oh, our poor president. What? What must he be? Um, thinking. Let's say thinking they, right now. <laughs> there has to be one of his aides have to be like um, putting something in his drink to like just keep him from blowing a gasket because he has to be beside himself. I mean, when you look at the pattern of what he does when he's under pressure, I mean, just look at what what was going on during the Mueller report. Like that was almost wrapped up and done. And before the findings of that, before that dropped, you know, that album dropped, um, he fucking did this shit with Ukraine. He just he he's always going nuts. So I can only imagine the kind of craziness that's going to drop between now and the election, given that he will always be impeached and nobody's going to let him forget it. That's the thing. He'll he'll talk about it at at every rally. Um, It'll be brought up at almost every news conference, I'm sure. And um, he will never be rid of it. Well, I mean, let's the, the fact that he's taking it so graciously and like so well and like uh, at his rallies 
you know, he <laughs> he has been so very heroic in his eloquence and the way he's. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I was about he to fucking say, made fun of a fucking dead senator. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Holy shit. I couldn't believe it. And even his rally was just like, whoa. That's um <laughs> all the mega heads were just like really fucking like uh they were just like, geez, that's that's a little rough, isn't it? That is some great grade A shit right there. Like Yeah. You want just when you think he get can't get any more pure, you know, he busts out like the the, the Brita of shit filtration, and he's just like, "Here's <laughs> shit in in a pure form. It's starting to glow. It's uncut. Yeah, yeah, uncut shit. Uh, but yeah, so um, they he made fun of what um, Representative John, uh, Congressman John Dingle, who passed away, and his wife is also. In Congress, or she's um, well, she's she's involved in politics, mm-hmm. uh, and you know, uh, after he passed, uh, Trump tried to, um, let's say he 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 treated her, you know, with condolences, with respect, mm-hmm. um, and more or less, you know, uh, tried to buy her her silence. But mm-hmm. she still thinks he's a scumbag. Yeah. Um, and she was kind of vocal about that. So she, what did he do? He made fucking fun of her mm-hmm. her dead husband, saying that he's looking up from hell. Yeah. When she... <laughs> I, 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 couldn't, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. But whatever. I mean, like, why, what... why do I even... Why it's... am I even, like, phased by this shit? It's what he does. I mean, how... I... He, he was still bringing up John McCain's name after he had passed away and trying to pick fights as well as having Twitter arguments with a 16 year old girl. Like, you, you know, what really bugs me about the whole John McCain thing is that Megan McCain, his daughter, I don't know if you know this, mm-hmm. but she's his daughter and she never misses a beat to <laughs> say so. Every clip I've ever seen her in always starts with. I'm his. I'm the daughter of John. You know, I'm. I'm. Yeah. She's always stating that she's John McCain's <laughs> daughter. So uh, the fact that she still is backing Trump, like she's still kind of in his corner. Yeah, yeah. She's she's uh, she's is, party above everything else. Yeah, yeah, it's mind-boggling. That it just goes to show what a what a corrosive atmosphere it must be in the Republican Party right now. They. They have seen a certain amount of, I don't want to say success, but they have a certain amount of um, weird momentum by just always being on the same page, no matter how wrong they are. Um, I'm just waiting for the day when Whoopi Goldberg just slaps the white off of her. Like, it's like <laughs> well, it almost happened. Every few months, it's just like, it's, it seems like Whoopi says something it's just like girl i'm about to smack the shit out of you are about to join your father it's like, like you both her and joy behar are just about to like oh my goodness ddt her through a table oh, <laughs> just a power bomb through <laughs> through like two pine tables just <laughs> it's just like when the uh oh fuck i forget i forget the wrestling names his, his, it, it, it's not it's not a leap to say that uh, we went from politics to pro wrestling because it's practically the same. It's thing. It's practically the same thing these days. 
Like I could see one of uh, McFoley's alter egos actually in politics. I'm speaking about, of course, mankind. Yeah, that was with one Sako with, with so- Oh my god, that was one of the creepiest things I think I've ever seen in wrestling. It's just like <laughs> I don't. I think this is really coming out of this dude. Yeah. Like I think this is just something that he's, he's culminated low. over the years, and he's just like, oh, I could get paid for this yeah, now, you know. know? <laughs> oh my god, they used to give me pills for this. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk. Well, we talked a little bit about impeachment, right? And that was also a big issue in this last Democratic debate. Should we switch over to the Democratic debate? I feel like we, we've talked a little bit about... Yeah, let's talk about the Democratic debate a little bit. Um, because Trump, we know Trump's nuts, and he's he's just going to... Um, let me tell you, man, mm-hmm. uh, um, before we switch over to the Democratic debate, mm-hmm. he looks way more orange lately. <laughs> which is like, man, he must be hitting that spray tan like Hard. nobody's business. He's like, give me, give me a double dose, sir. Yeah, the machine's not rated for that. <laughs> Just do it. <laughs> Make it happen. I cannot reach the controls, sir. <laughs> She's gonna blow. You know. <laughs> oh, there was a um, there was a trending hashtag uh, at right after the impeachment. Uh, he will now officially, according to Twitter World, be referred to. As the impotus. The impotus. Nice. I like that. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Because, uh, like, for a little bit, I was just like, this is kind of a futile gesture um, for him to be impeached. Because, you know, once it gets to the Senate, it's they're they're gonna throw it out the the Republicans uh, mid, led by Mitch McConnell. Mm-hmm. Dun, 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 yeah, dun. he thinks he's the he, he thinks he's the Grim Reaper. Yeah. But the thing is, um, Moscow Mitch. Moscow Mitch. Uh, Nancy Pelosi has not transmitted the articles uh, of impeachment over to the Senate yet, and some are saying that this is a calculated move because then this will force uh, Mitch McConnell to sit down and actually hash out the um, the terms and rules of the trial that's supposed to happen in the Senate uh, because they have to do it, according is this to... It? Is this the end of the anime when the hero that has been losing the entire anime finally shows their powers? Is this when the Democrats finally show their political acumen, or will they bungle everything as they're prone <laughs> to doing um i i hope i hope it's the the former um because the last thing that the republicans want is for this to keep on hanging over their heads going into next year for any significant amount of time because if this if this debacle stays uh in congress the trial for any significant amount of time it's definitely going to hurt the trump campaign yeah so who knows? We'll see. It's like, oh, you guys are not going to be impartial. Mm, we need to set up the rules. I can't give you this. I can't hand this off to you until we make the rules. You right, know? right, right. Meanwhile, McConnell's just like, we're just going to do everything the White House says. Yeah. Well, yeah, because he's in the pocket of uh, of Ukraine and everybody. Yeah, is. pretty much everyone evil. Mm. You know, he's doing the dark bidding of. And even two days. Sh- Today, uh, as we're recording this, lo- coming to you live from last Friday night, um, uh, we uh, like I got an alert saying that Chuck Schumer was calling on uh, Kentucky voters to vote uh, Mitch McConnell out, which yeah. I'm like, eh, it's not probably not going to happen. But uh, you uh, know, stranger things have happened. It'd be great if they did. It'd be great. Oh, man, if they I'm did. so fucking sick of that asshole, man. Yeah. 
He needs to go. Yeah. Whatever it is, he. What did he do before he was a senator? Uh, he arose from what's called the dead dimension oh, in geez. the uh, <laughs> nether regions of the, you know, black part of s- the the darkest parts of space. Oh, oh okay. He's one of those. All yeah, right. Yeah. Mm. I believe he was referenced somewhere in like the books of Cthulhu or something yeah, along those exactly. lines. Exactly. Like... He's one of the minions of Gozer. Oh, oh, I see. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. He's he's that lead dog that's like, oh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Oh. So, man. um, the Democratic debates happened. Yeah. Uh, last night. Yeah, they were. Pretty much like the other debates, um, they, of course, spoke about uh, the impeachment um, and just, you know, saying what what you you would expect them to say. I think the talking point for the Democrats is to be like, you know, this we didn't want to do it, but he basically forced us to do it. And, you know, this and the other, which is essentially true. I mean, you know, somebody asked for help from a foreign power while they're actually officially in office. You have to do. You have to do something about it, especially if since there was a bribe involved. Like, what can you do? Um, it was it was a big issue. Um, you know, you know what? Uh, you know, looking at all the people that were involved in the Democratic debate last night, um, there was one member that was missing that I was just like, oh, I'm surprised that she was missing because uh, she marked herself present at the. Oh, uh, oh, oh, oh. Oh, <laughs> nice. Uh, you know, during the uh during the whole impeachment trial. Uh and I'm talking of course about the uh um illustrious uh Tulsi Gabbard. Yeah. Um soon to be on Fox News, I'm assuming. Oh, for sure. What is wrong with this lady? She gave up. Yeah, she, <laughs> she's just like, you know what? I smell the money. <laughs> and uh, I want the money. Yeah. And soon I'll be counting the money. Yeah. That's so. essentially what she's doing. Her and her white suit, you know, like she looks like she's I, I don't know. I don't know if I've mentioned this before, but she looks like she's part of the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, like she's got like those. uh you know, those powers that make you think that she's on your side, but she really isn't. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, I know. Um, but yes, uh, the Democratic debate, I keep, get, keep glossing over it. Well, you you saw it, right? Her and powers. what was your... I've, I've only caught some of the highlights of it. She's like some weird rogue offshoot where she can only siphon some of the credibility of the Democrats around her. <laughs> But once the light hits her, it just disperses. It's like, hey, you're not on our side at all. <laughs> the Democratic debates, I watched them. Um, you know, again, I'm super happy with the the majority of the Democrats who are on stage because I feel that they are all talking to issues that I feel a lot of, of us care about. Um, some of them, not so much. <laughs> Biden. Um, I heard, I heard uh, Biden actually didn't do that bad. Well, it's because um, fucking Kamala Harris wasn't there busting his I ass. I was just, I told that to, I told that to, to producer of the show, Sabrina. Um, I told that to my wife because uh, I, I was, I was like, uh, because she was a surprise. She was like, um, you know, Biden was actually pretty good. And I was just like, that's because Kamala Harris wasn't there to fucking cripple his ass. Yeah, and, and Cory Booker as well, because yeah. Cory Booker's definitely kneecapped him once or twice. It's like, 
<laughs> yeah, the black candidates are gone, so it's just like, oh, all right, Whew, I can breathe yeah. now, you know. <laughs> uh, I'm going to roll down my windows and play some Sammy Hagar. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the only reason. But uh, Andrew Yang said something that that was kind of cool. He was just like, you know, I, I miss... I miss Kamala Harris and I miss uh, Cory Booker, but Cory Booker might be back, so I'm not writing him off okay. yet. So I was just like, oh, all right, very cool, very cool. Um, uh, but Biden, he, there was a point in the evening where I literally boo- booed my screen where he was talking about Medicare for all and how are we going to pay for it? And he was bringing up all these numbers in regards to um, the amount that the U.S. takes in and how much something like that would cost. And this, that, and the other. And it's just like, I wish somebody would tell him, it's like this country already spends twice as much as other countries who already have this in place. If they can do it, so can we. Is it going to be a little painful at first? Yeah. Yeah. But you know what? There are people who can make this less so. You know, it's like the the freaking Democrats just approved of a billion dollar uh uh, uh, uh like uh, uh the billion dollar funding of fucking space force oh god did they really how have... is it possible that he's like where are we going to find the money it's like we're we're basically burning money to fund a starship troopers esque uh fascistic military force in space it's not you know it's not even really going to be anything different than what we have already we already have like personnel who are doing the jobs that are being proposed in this bill they're just in the air force that's it (sighs) that's it it's like (laughs) like i don't i can't i can't even process I sincerely doubt that, like, in two or three years, like, you're going to be able to go and sign up for Space Force. Fuck that, man. What are we, like, who are we fighting against? Nobody. Space ISIS. Spices. Spices. (laughs) I love that joke. It's a good joke. It's a good good joke. It rolls off the tongue. Yeah, it does. Um, (laughs) So, yeah, uh, I don't know. I mean... If we ever go to war with Clendathu or Planet <laughs> Planet nice. B, nice, nice. Yeah, I guess we're gonna need space force. But uh. for right now, I, I like this the, all this bullshit talk, this, and this is why I rail against the whole status the 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 democratic status quo establishment, mm-hmm. which is they're in the pockets of their big donors, right? Um, and they don't they don't want to make it appear like like there's mon- like we can see, we can blatantly see that there's a pile of money over yonder mm-hmm. and they're just like oh nothing to see here folks <laughs> you know come over to me look at this look at this how are we going to pay for this hey you what's know? all that cash like crushing you know the bystanders often say, oh no that's nothing it's nothing that's <laughs> it uh... seems to be funneling itself into the <laughs> pockets of other politicians it's like nothing to see here folks trust me <laughs> now watch as i present to you this marvelous gin and tonic you know <laughs> this mar- this marvelous medicinal tonic that uh, can cure hair loss and blah 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 it's it's so true it's so true and anyway when biden was going on like that i was just like in a, you are not the leader that we need like no. at all no he's he's just more of the same and i'm telling you now my money's on bernie i think he's gonna win it and if not if not bernie it's gonna be either bernie or warren i 
I'm with you. Yeah. I'm with you. He, they, they just have to win. Yeah, they, <laughs> they just, just have, have to. Have to. Yeah, but this is the thing is like, when is the other shoe going to drop? Because we know at any moment, uh, Trump could declare war on either China or Iran. Or maybe even Venezuela, right? That's he doesn't want it with uh, he doesn't want it with China um, and with Iran. Uh, Iran's been very quiet recently, so unless another drone gets shot down or something along those lines, um, I doubt that we'll get to that point. Um, I don't think the Senate, the House, or the Senate honestly wants to get mixed up in a war because those people are primarily thinking about their um their their own re-election campaigns and to be mired in a war like a lot of people's careers have been marked from the whole approval of the of the second iraq war after 9-11 so um nobody wants that stain following them around so i it's going to be a tough one to sell unless we're directly attacked god forbid um let me knock on this ikea wood over here um <laughs> i just think it'll be a really tough sell he, he'll try it he'll definitely try it he's going to remember that little bit of bravado he had in his first year where i think uh they shot up an empty airport or something like that remember like some why is this vaguely familiar there's so much shit that's some, happened something happened over on the other side of the world and he was just like yeah we shot x oh, amount of missiles that's when they blew up that fucking syrian airbase yes, thank you thank you oh man that was like a million scandals ago fuck's <laughs> sake wow that's that's a deep cut in seems, the in the trump discography of doom it seems like almost normal compared to all the fuckery that happened after that you know fuckery fuckery it's one of my favorite words to say <laughs> fuckery i'm ernesto mancivo and i'm pablo morale martinez and together we are robots, robots versus, versus taxes on radio free brooklyn rvt for life wishing all you people out there a healthy recovery from the tragic snow squall of 2019 <laughs> You're talking about the tragic NYC snow squall. Snow squall. Snow squall. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I have a stuffy nose saying that. I am not going to front. I had to look up what squall meant. Like, really? <laughs> like, it was just like, I thought. I thought that was like an X-Men villain. I, <laughs> I thought like actual birds made out of snow were going to start like swooping in. Squall. Into the, yeah, exactly. Right. And just gotcha. like kamikaze right into you know into our windows and stuff i was just like this is cool you know let me make a drink <laughs> so um jk rowling is a bigot oh my god <laughs> oh my god that is the day that i dropped my quidditch gloves <laughs> and my my wooden broom <laughs> And I told the golden snitch it's a golden bitch because <laughs> that shit won't stand, man. This aggression will not stand. God damn, JK. I mean, for real? She's just a symptom of a bigger problem, apparently. And I was reading an article on Vice saying that it's just, uh, you know, Britain be Britaining, you know? <laughs> so... 
I like that. I yeah, like that. so it's that's that's just the that's just the way it is in Great Britain. Nobody, you know, back then they're they're still in a, a place where they they're too conservative to understand, you know, the finer aspects of you know expanding one's mind on gender. Mm. So mm. Uh, so yeah, um, fuck J.K. Rowling. Yeah. Unfortunately, jeez. Get on your broom and kick rocks. It was uh, the thing that was really sad, though, is that there were a lot of, of course, Twitter responses to uh, what she said, and there were several uh, trans youth who said, "You know, part of the thing that got me through the tough times of being a trans youth was reading the books and reading about all these different kinds of people who were sort of accepted. You know, um, all these different personalities." And to hear you, the author of these books, say such a thing is like, it's really heartbreaking. Like, really, really heartbreaking. Yeah. It turns out she's J.K. Rowling's a turf. Mm. And that's um, trans exclusionary radical feminist. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't even know there was such a thing. Uh, yeah. I'm, well, um, like, given my job, I'm exposed to that kind of, like, okay. that vocabulary a lot. So, like, my mind has been, like, kind of uh, expanded okay. on that. So. Yeah, um, I knew I knew that the such such uh, community like such a community existed with the turf uh, with uh, with, uh, you know, people in who are turfs. Is that more of a British thing or does that? No, that exists here, too. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's kind of it's really sad. Um, yeah, they. Uh, so it's they, essentially for those folks who may not know out there, because I can't say that I'm uh really up to speed on this is it essentially cisgendered women who don't believe that no 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 it's it's um it's uh, people in that there's also people in the uh lgbt community um who are anyone who considers themselves a feminist but doesn't consider uh trans people to be people um oh my god yeah so they consider themselves to be feminist but they don't consider trans people to be uh, fem like fem as well, so that they're exclusionary. So they they don't believe it. They they think it's like fucking Santa Claus, where there's like it doesn't really exist. We just say it does. Oh my god. Um, which is uh, absolute horseshit. So you know, fuck them and fuck J.K. Rowling. All right. Yeah. That's that's all that needs to be said about that. Oh yeah. Mm. There's probably a more like tactful, like more nuanced way to say that, but you don't tune in to hear that shit. We don't do tactful. No, here. of course not. We're not subtle. Well, well subtle. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that shit. This is this show is a wine bottle being thrown into a flat screen TV. <laughs> it's like that's how we do here. <laughs> analogy for the show <laughs> oh man uh, that's so good okay um so let's um you know i know um way like about two episodes ago i promised that we we're gonna do a mini series on uh watchmen mm-hmm. and uh we are we're gonna still continue with that yes for but sure. uh you know, um, we've had a few detours. The Mandalorian showed up and we yeah. were just like, all right, you can crash on our couch. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's like 
these good shows showed up to try and make up the summer of meh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And um and yeah, so we've kind of been uh we've kind of been uh turning our attention elsewhere, but that's not to say that uh Watchmen wasn't a masterpiece and that we won't continue talking about it because next week we will have a guest on. Yes. And we will go through the entire season. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um so gear yourselves up for that. But for right now we're going to talk Rick and Morty. Woo. Rick and Morty, <laughs> man. Oh, I am all about snake jazz now. It's it I was so tickled by that. Like I I couldn't I couldn't get enough snake jazz oh you know you know what made me laugh because you know my wife was just like why do you think that's so funny and i'm just like because it probably took them two seconds to come up with it in the writer's room like what does snake jazz sound like it's like it writes itself oh god and then when they went into that whole like he sent back like a snake from Earth, from like their Earth, yeah, to Snake Earth, and <laughs> Snurth, Snurth, <laughs> and it's like they were welcoming it as a hero. Oh, you returned from space, and suddenly they realize, oh no, it's not, it's not our kind of snake. It's a different kind of snake, and they're trying to like decipher how it speaks. And they came up with this whole like speech matrix <laughs> to try to decipher. You know, it, I feel like that. <laughs> and we're talking about the last episode of the season, but holy shit, this episode referenced things that I didn't even think about because that when the snake came back, it reminded me of. And stop me if you've heard this. Uh, have you heard of the astronaut's wife? Starring Johnny yes. Depp and Charlize Theron. I saw that where, shit. <laughs> where Johnny oh. Depp goes into space, but he comes back different. Yeah. That's yep. what it reminded me of. Oh, my God. Reminded, it also reminded me of Arrival. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> they were just throwing everything, everything. in there. Everything. I was just like, it's just snakes, guys. <laughs> <laughs> and then when they were finally able to communicate with, you know, our... our Said snake. Yeah. yeah. Um. Suddenly, the scientist snake and the the astronaut snake started making love in in this artificial environment. Yeah. Like it was, it was so weird. It was. I don't uh, know. The eroticism this season, I have to say, has been quite graphic. Yeah, with the with the, the episode before that, it was like the dragons. Ooh. Oh my god! I feel like we tapped into some sort of subculture there. It's like. The internet has a, has a space for everybody's uh, kink, yeah. and I feel like like dragon fucking is is like a thing. It's it's a thing. I'm sure. Please tune in to Fallen Woman only on Radio Free Brooklyn. Anyway, I, I'm sorry you were talking about kinks, and I was just like, "There's a show about that oh. on this streaming platform." I'll have to check them out. All then. right, but um, so the dragon sex thing, yeah. Um, and uh, shit, where was I going with that? Um, so yeah, no, no, the, 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 <laughs> the sexuality this season has been, uh, quite, uh, graphic and in your face. And I feel like, um, I feel like they integrated that into the show. It's like, there's this thing I discovered. There's a very, uh, robust Sonic, Sonic the Hedgehog, um, uh, 
what's it called? Uh, fan, fanfic community online. I vaguely know about this. Where different characters in the Sonic universe get each other pregnant and there are all these love affairs and stuff like that. Yeah, like it's, it's really weird. It's got That's this, in the same realm of like the um of like the Tony Stark and Captain America anime sexual relationship. Ah, okay. Well and uh the same people who made uh what's the name? Lady Bowser? Ah, well, yes. Bowsette. Bowsette, yes. That's yeah. uh the internet will just spew these things that becomes that gain such a following that they make their way back almost into mainstream culture. Because the first I heard of the whole Sonic fanfic community was in videos by Dorkly. Um Oh yeah. Which is a YouTube channel. <laughs> yeah, I know those and guys. Say into and I love them because the 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 um the send-ups that they do of like various video games is like so good from the voices and scenarios and stuff like that. But then they started integrating the Sonic fanfic into their videos, and I'm just like, "The fuck is this? this is gross?" Ew. You know? and, yeah. And as I start to see more and more of it and read online, I'm like, "Oh, oh, people are into this." Um, but you know, whatever. All I keep thinking about is Matt Cameron, uh, our guest, previous guest of the show. His voice. Happy birthday, Matt! Happy birthday, Matt! Um, but I, his voice keeps, uh, going through my head because he was talking about how he's been trying to watch the series from the beginning with his wife. And there is a cringeworthy episode where, um, Morty creates a, a love serum that gets everyone into him. Like everyone wants to like fucking call him daddy. So, uh, and there's some moments where, uh, just out of the blue, his professors, uh, you know, teachers, everyone yeah. will be like, uh, you know, I just want to hold your balls in my mouth, you know? And then <laughs> Matt's like, oh, geez, you know? <laughs> Talking about a fucking teenager. And then in the dragon episode, fucking Rick is having a soul. B- he's, he's, well, just very a lot of. It's a lot of inside references to Rick and Morty. But in this episode, uh, Morty soul bonds himself to a dragon, Mm -hmm. uh, which involves a kind of like a a beam of light that goes between them. Yeah. But then it becomes sexual when Rick, uh, he basically, uh, he bros out with this dragon (laughs) so much so that they still bond, but it becomes really sexual when yeah. they do it. So the beam of light is is hot pink, and then in there, <laughs> just, they're they're floating up in the air and they're writhing, and it's <laughs> it's and then Morty shows up and he's they make him out to be a fucking cuck, and then <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> Rick is just like, you know what? I would say that this is bad that you're watching, but it's actually kind of better. <laughs> and then I'm just like, oh my god. Oh man, and he knows he's fucked up because he's just like he, at some point he's just like, "Don't tell your mother that like we did this." Yeah, you no. Know? Um, Tune into Fallen Woman every Thursday at midnight <laughs> on Radio Free Brooklyn. <laughs> and there, um, they actually even did, I think, a, a callback to in in this last episode uh, to the midway point of season. F- is this season four? 
This is season four, yeah. Season four. Um, one of the snakes went to like an alternate dimension or something. Oh, you're like talking that. about the, this, 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 the the last episode of this, 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 this yeah. half season, yeah, yeah. And one of the one of the snakes at some point went to an alternate dimension, and it turned out that that dimension was also fascist, which was something that um, Rick went through. And I think, oh yeah, in two the or three first, episodes, in the yeah. first episode of yeah. the fourth season, <laughs> like, I just rewatched that one. It's like where every- he's like, "How's this the fucking default?" Like he keeps going from. <laughs> Like, in that one, he keeps dying, and he keeps, like, his consciousness, like, downloads itself a la, a la Battlestar Galactica yes, into yes. brand new, into clone bodies across the multiverse. Yes, yes. And um, he ends up, like, as a teddy bear at one point. He ends up as a hornet. He ends up as a shrimp. <laughs> and, <laughs> and almost all those realities are fascist. Like, it's crazy. <laughs> Oh man! Especially in the uh, in the last one, he's just like, "Hey, should I hail Hornet Hitler?" <laughs> and like, what the fuck are you talking about? He's just like, "I've just been through a lot." <laughs> I love this show. Like, it's the, amazing. The show kind of like bends your mind after a while. Yeah, it's yeah. You can't you can't anticipate it. You just can't. They'll no. just they're just gonna throw something. And they're just like, "Did you think this is gonna?" No, you don't. We make it work. Uh, before we switch over to another topic, I want to reference the uh, the heist episode really quick. Oh, because mm-hmm. um, because uh, I think the the writers of the show hate heist movies as much as my wife does. My <laughs> wife hates heist movies. I did not know that about <laughs> yes. Sabrina. She can't stand heists. Why? Because she sees through their formulaic bullshit. <laughs> Oh, I wish I could have her on so she could talk about this. But um, she she just can't side with thieves. Um, <laughs> oh, and she's she, so good. Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's why you're um, the one who... Uh, nah, I'm not going to say anything in case. Uh, <laughs> what? I don't want, I don't want any... Uh, you know, uh, state agency kicking down our door. All right, okay, like all that, right, so. yeah. Please, um, come on. I've been whole, I've been hiding that secret for for ages. All right, okay. Uh, nobody knows where the money is buried. <laughs> I'm the last one. Anyway, but yes, the heist, the heist episode. Yes. Um, that was it was filled with such contempt for heist movies. Yes. That I was just like, oh my god, they're absolutely right. Every heist movie is the fucking same. With the formation of the crew and people saying, you son of a bitch. <laughs> What's the job? <laughs> oh, so good. So good. Um, uh, and the way it ended up just sort of being a, just a way to like discourage Morty from <laughs> pitching his show to Netflix. Oh, <laughs> just... that's actually kind of sad because he was so like, oh, man, the whole episode, he's just like, I'm going to sell my screenplay. <laughs> and then he's like, I've been working on it day and night for the past three months. And then finally, he's just like, you know what? This this fucking sucks. <laughs> I know it hits you in the feels because you've actually pitched shows. Yes, to I have before. So, you know, not to Netflix, but yeah, it's it's not been yet. it's been. Yeah, not yet. But it's been a kick in the chops. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's 
I, I but I've never been disillusioned about my own product <laughs> so much so that I have people hanging on by a th- they're just like oh my god I can't wait to know what happens next and then I'm just like you know what fuck it you guys are assholes well you don't have an abusive grandfather who takes you on adventures true who, who's there to disillusion you you know no no like, of course but, not um, I don't know if you I'm sure if you try hard enough you can find a family member who can do that for you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no comment you don't smile too kindly on a on a, on a few of your folks back in. Uh, El Salvador. El Salvador. Um, you haven't been back there in a while. Thank you for alienating my Salvi fan base. Jeez, man. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm kidding, man. RBT's um, coming to El Salvador. <laughs> We're only going to be uh, broadcasting from the airport. <laughs> queremos decirles que los queremos a todos y uh, queremos todos los salvadoreños y... Uh, Bueno, pues, uh, um, uh, that's it. I'm probably, I'm just going to cap it there with the, with the Spanish. All right. Oh, wait, wait, wait. No, 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 no. Um, dale guanacos. Yeah. All right. All right. Um, so there, (laughs) there's your daily, there's your Spanish before the end of the year. (laughs) (laughs) Your yearly Spanish from yours truly. Yearly Spanish. That Um, way we can qualify as a, uh. A, a, a podcast with a Latino twist? Yes, yes that's so. right. Of course. Well, as if they can't tell from our names. Yeah, well, <laughs> you never you never know with folks, you know. For all they know, we could be like, you know, two Japanese guys on this side <laughs> with afros, you know. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> um, uh, but yes, uh, what else were you going to talk about? Folks. Oh, Rick and Morty. And then, yeah, you wanted to talk a little bit about it, The Expanse. Right. Yes, the Expanse. Um, I'm really late to the table on this one because okay. the Expanse has been around since I think 2015, 2016, or something like that. Isn't Thomas Jane in that show? I remember Thomas Jane being in that show. Um, I this is something I discovered my, about myself when I get into shows in my later years. Okay, I don't give a fuck about anybody. Like who's starring? You're just like, who the fuck is Thomas Jane? Yeah, I'm just like. I'm just like this. I can bear the Punisher. Uh, he yes. Was in the mist. Yes. Yeah. He's in that. I just remembered his face. Yeah. yeah. I'm just like that guy. He's an hung. He's. He, <laughs> <laughs> he looks like a um, like a dollar store version of the guy who played Raiden in the first Mortal Kombat movie. Yes. He yeah. does kind of look like what's that actor's name? Chris, oh, Christopher Christopher Lambert. Yeah, there you go. Nice. It's a kind of magic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Raven. Right? That guy? <laughs> it's a kind of magic. <laughs> I come from Asian lore. Sure you do, Raiden. Sure you do. <laughs> this hair is real. <laughs> Oh, my God. But, uh, yes, so he's in it. And um, it's actually a really good show. Slow to build in the first season, probably after the fifth episode, starts to pick up speed. And then it has really interesting points all the way up to the end of season three. I'm in season four now. I've been, like, inhaling this. God damn. Yeah, I started it this week. I've just been, like, letting it go, like, 
you know, I, I, it, it's gotten to the point where Amazon is like, are you still alive? You know, <laughs> as it pauses the show and I have to like click yes. And you're just like, you know, you're, you're like, uh, what's what's that guy? Um, uh, Howard Hughes. <laughs> just like your fingernails are like tapping against the remote and you're just like, I want to watch more. It's a kind of magic, you know, it's like, come on. You're turning on. into Christopher Lambert. <laughs> just- that's when you know you're far gone, man. You're just sitting in the dark like, this is a good show. <laughs> yeah. um, so uh, I'm into season four now. I feel like it's lost a little steam with okay. me. Um, maybe I'm just not focusing in because uh, I got into season four just as the uh, snow squall hit. So maybe, you know, something in my brain got triggered. But um, I highly recommend it. I think it's... Uh, I can see why the show is a following. Dude, I was in the streets when that snow squall happened. And let me tell you, I was flash frozen (laughs) to the sidewalk. It was intense. It was like the day after tomorrow intense. Oh, really? Starring Jake Gyllenhaal. (laughs) That's right. He was in that. (laughs) Yes, he was. Holy shit. (laughs) Oh, I got to say there was one great part about that movie. Oh, when the when that flood is heading towards them and they're in the library and they close the door on rushing waters and nothing happens to them? No, but that that's that's a good one. That's okay, a good one. Right. It was when the uh, continental United States was so devastated that people started crossing the border into Mexico. Oh, yes. And I remember you and I, we were in the theater. We saw that shit together in the theater. I never saw that with you. Yes. No. no yes, you did. No. No, we didn't. Who was? Oh, no, no. That was another friend of mine. Sorry. No, no. It just seemed like you, you don't won't... know me, man. <laughs> okay. Hey, you started getting a little Rosie Perez yeah. on me, you know. Shit. Don't start with the like I'm pelvic sorry. thrusts. All right. <laughs> a la Soul Train, you know. When I get offended, I do turn into Rosie Perez. <laughs> I talk good and everything, you know. Um,. No, the the part is when the continental United States was getting devastated and people started like running over into Mexico and in the theater behind me there was like a family of Mexicans who just started fucking cheering because they were just like <laughs> yeah, no you know what it fucking feels like. Ay ay ay, viejos putos. Yeah, yeah. yeah, pretty much, yeah. pretty much. So nice. I was just like, yeah, it's not too far from reality if we keep uh, pretending that um climate change is not real. I'm yeah. just saying. I'm just saying, you know. Because people cannot live without their avocados. Yeah. Greta Thunberg, she's the she's the harbinger of uh, of the apocalypse. She's, <laughs> she's going to have the last laugh. I'm telling yeah, you right she now. She's got that. She's got that eye intensity where yes, when that fucking F twenty hurricane hits the United States, filled with sharks and fire, like she's just going to be across the ocean in Sweden, you know. Just Eating going. in the land of chocolate. Yeah, she's just like, I told you. <laughs> and then like a chocolate dog goes by her and it's, she takes a bite out of it. Clearly, we've been to Sweden. Yes. <laughs> Sweden, we await our invitation. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I'm going to get, I'm, I'm, I am going to try to get into the expanse. It's a little like plot dense in the beginning because they throw a lot of shit at you yeah they do they do it's like something about like uh you know it's a lot of like star wars-esque trade federation 
the unions are revolting against the. But but more interesting because it it <laughs> it's <laughs> because it because um the politics isn't just like some arbitrary planets that you really don't give a fuck about and right. some alien species just like oh I think I stepped on that the other day it's like <laughs> it's between Earth and independent Mars. And a collection of like workers that work um, in the belt. They call themselves belters. Um, nice. Basically helping to mine all the resources there that help to um, keep Earth and Mars supplied with the raw materials they need to, uh, you know, run their societies. Nice. Um, so seeing the politics unfold in those scenarios is really kind of interesting because it's sort of it's almost like a near future scenario because you know if we actually ever get to the um to the uh long talked about plans of you know establishing a moon base and then uh populating mars and trying to terraform it you know maybe this sort of thing can happen i gotta say though this show has made me fall in love with an actress all over again her name is nice i mean noise <laughs> Her name is Ashore Agadashlu. Oh, I don't. I know her. She's an Israeli. Wait, is she Israeli? She is. is, I'm pulling it up right now. She's she's Iranian-American. Iranian-American. Yes. She was in. She was in 24. That's where I first saw her. I first saw. Well, I first saw her in a movie called The House of Sand and Fog. That's one of like the saddest movies. You've, it's so bleak. I'll never see it. Um, it's. Uh, I can't with stand. Ben Kingsley and Jennifer Connelly. But I, I just can't stand tasteful sad <laughs> movies. I just can't. But then she was in X Men: The Last Stand. Oh, that's right. Oh, that's right. She gets killed oh, by Porcupine Boy. Yeah, <laughs> Porcupine Boy. <laughs> He's just like, shh, it's okay, it's okay, Spike. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah, that was that was fucked up. She was far better than that. But um, seeing her in this, her voice is fucking cool. I, her voice is so sexy. Yeah, like just hearing her croak every line out. There's just something you don't can't. You got to come up with a better word than croak. no. It's it's gravelly and it and she croaks it out. But there's just something about the way she does it. I'm just like. She could say anything to me. Okay. She could she could read the phone book to me, and I'd just be like, let's do it now. All right, I'll get you a towel. Right now. Jesus. Get me a beach towel. God. Oh, God. You had to make me there. <laughs> um, so, yeah, watch The Expanse. Um <laughs> So we should uh, yeah. we should start wrapping up. But before we wrap up, folks, we are immediately. By the time you hear this, we will have already seen it, and hopefully you have too. But we are on our way to the theater to go see Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker. Yes, yeah. It's all come down to this. Yes, and the reviews have been Sith-like in their brutality. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't even care. Yeah, I'm just like, you know what? I'm just going to go watch it as a Star Wars fan. Mm-hmm. Come back. I'm going to watch The Mandalorian. Yes. And then um, and then Bob's your uncle. So, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, like, I, I just want to see it as a fan. I just want to I, I, I just want to know what happens. I know it's it's probably not the best film. Um, 
And I, I and that I hope that actually helps it because I'm actually in a walk in with low expectations. Exactly. Um, exactly. Really quick, uh, what theory do you have about this film? What theory do I have about this film? Um, well, unfortunately, Jamie Vernarami, uh, our man in the field, ruined a part of the, the movie for me. Um, so I know about what happens with Senator Palpatine. Um, but uh, what Wait, other? What did, other? He, did he ruin it in that like group text that that he was? They sent Kinda. us this afternoon. Yeah, well, you knew that already. Not really. You knew that. Uh, here's the thing. I think that uh, unfortunately, Kylo Ren is going to be redeemed. Yeah, of course. Um, oh, I'm a white guy. I get to do horrible things, but at the end, I'll do the old switcheroo and be fine. Yeah. Come back to the light. <laughs> I think that at this point, um, Ray will found a new um, school of Jedi, mm-hmm. but they won't um, follow the Force so rigidly as the Jedi will. Mm-hmm. Um, and they'll I feel th- like Episcopalian Jedi. Well, I think they'll they'll actually be. I, I'm hoping they'll be Gray Jedi, Episcopalian Jedi. <laughs> hopefully they won't become like shia jedi yeah, you know that'd be like what, like shia? like super extreme jedi you know oh what's what you, what it's you like mean? you don't even get to jerk off like, like scientologist jedi oh like yeah. Purita- puritanical jedi yeah you know oh my god they go to another planet like you know and only survive because the indigenous aliens of that planet help them to like learn how to eat and live off the land and then eventually they steal their land oh my god and establish they... a whole new... i'm sorry am i am i hitting too close to yeah, home with this no, one it's yeah, a... <laughs> Maybe it's like the kind of Jedi that don't, they they don't even masturbate. So like the whole time they're walking around, they're just like, "Oh my god, I wish I could just jerk off." <laughs> <laughs> I would kill a jerk off with the Force right now. The Force is too strong in me. My theory, yes, is that Ray is the child. Oh come on, of Snoke. No, who, who is who is actually. The child of Shmi. No, oh come on! I'm not letting it go. Oh, I think Shmi, Shmi is the 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 un untapped potential of this whole saga. You think Shmi got her Shmi on and schmucked a little schmuck? I think I, <laughs> she got her schmuck on. I think Shmi is a bit of a a a, a schmeek. <laughs> She's a schmeek in the schmeets. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> God, this is terrible. And with that, I'm Schmablo. Uh, oh, sorry. <laughs> All right, folks. Uh, thanks for listening in. Uh, I'm Ernesto Mancibo. I'm Pablo Morali Martinez. And together we are Robots vs. Taxes. Taxes on Radio Free Brooklyn. That's right. And while you're out there, you could try to keep it real. But you should try keeping it right. Song of the week. Yeah.
fight the world, I fight you, I fight myself. I fight God, just tell me how many burdens left. I fight pain and hurricanes, today I wept. I'm trying to fight back tears, flood on my doorsteps. Life in living hell, puddles of blood in the street, shooters on top of the building, government aid ain't relief. Earthquake, the body drop, the ground breaks, the poor run with smoke lungs and scarred face. Who need a hero? Hero. You need a hero, look in the mirror, there go your hero. Who on the front lines at ground zero? Hero. My heart don't skip a beat even when hard times bumps the needle. Mass destruction and mass corruption, the souls are suffering men. Clutching on deaf ears again, rapture's coming, it's all prophecy. And if I gotta be sacrificed for the greater good, then that's what it gotta be. You won't be. pray for me. 